Comprehensive, relevant, and insightful conversations about health and medicine happen here on MedStar Health Doc Talk. You're listening to MedStar Health Doc Talk, real conversations with physician experts from around the largest healthcare system in the Maryland, D.C. region. It takes as much as 1,200 to 1,800 pounds of pressure to break the human thigh bone. But an unexpected snap of that bone could be the first sign of a cancer that we don't talk enough about, sarcomas or bone cancer. Today, I'm here with Dr. Albert Abulafia, the head of the Division of Orthopedic Oncology for MedStar Health in Baltimore and medical director of the MedStar Health Cancer Network. I'm your host, Mike Shu. Welcome to Doc Talk, Dr. Abulafia. Hi, Mike. Nice to see you. Thank you very much. So bone cancer, is it rare? Because we don't seem to hear a lot about it. Well, you know, frequently when you hear the word bone cancer, people um, use it in one of two different ways. A cancer that started in the bone, mm -hmm. those are called sarcomas, and those are decidedly rare. There are about 3,000 cancers that are sarcomas that start in bone. On the other hand, much more common than that would be a cancer that started somewhere else and spread to the bone. So both of those share the fact that there's cancer in the bone that needs to be treated, um, but the treatment and the source of the cancer is different. The example I give is, um, you know, I tell somebody, if you were born in the United States and you go to Canada, you're still an American, you just happen to be in Canada. If you have breast cancer and it spreads to the bone, it's still breast cancer, it just happens to be in the bone. So here's where not being a doctor, I can ask a question like this, which is when I think of cancer and bone, I think of leukemia. And that's something completely different than what we're talking about now, or is it in the same general family? Yeah, so you know, we think of really three different categories. Um, so those are blood cancers. You yeah. know that the bone marrow is the source of the making of blood and blood products. So the most common adult bone cancer technically, although it's not really a bone cancer, is multiple myeloma. It's pretty common. It's pretty frequent in patients over 40. And so it's a cancer that starts in the bone, but it's really what we call hematologic malignancy. And the reason that's important is those are usually treated by the medical oncologist. And a the bone does become weak or becomes fragile or is painful, we'll sometimes operate on those bones to prevent them from breaking or to treat them after they do break. So when you treat this kind of cancer, is there is there like the average patient or, or, or it presents itself more in a certain type of person? Yeah, so the ones that um, start somewhere else, um, meaning either a hematologic malignancy like multiple myeloma, a cancer that started in the blood system, or lymphoma. Those are typically adults over the age of 45. Mm -hmm. um, if it's a cancer that started in an organ, breast, lung, kidney, thyroid, um, those are among the most common. Um, those are typically, again, patients older than 45, and incidence goes up after 50. For the bone cancers, the unusual ones, the sarcomas, he has sort of two groups. One is young adults and adolescents, and then there's another sort of category of older patients, usually over the age of 65. 
So we talked to the, at the beginning about, uh, you know, how much it takes to break a thigh bone, which I'm not sure if that's a lot, but sure does seem like it. <laughs> um, and, you know, shy of breaking a bone, I think with some other uh, types of illnesses or diseases, you know, pain is usually a pretty good indicator that something's wrong. Is this a case where pain is one of the symptoms where my bones just ache? Yeah, so it's interesting. You know, I my area of interest is sarcomas, which are cancers that begin in connective tissue, different than in an organ like lung or kidney or mm-hmm. brain or thyroid. Um, so the soft tissue ones, the ones that begin in muscle or around muscles, those are typically painless. Mm. So people can get sort of fooled by the fact that they have a lump or bump that's growing, but it's not painful, so they don't worry about it. The bone cancers are different. They usually typically present as someone who has pain, and then they go to a doctor, they get an x-ray, and they see something that's not right. So can you describe the pain? What do, what do your patients tell you? Yeah, so the best way to describe it are the things that really get us worried. Um, because as we get older, everybody has pain. Well, yeah, you, know? you stole my next line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's a dull or throbbing or aching pain that's usually made worse with the activity. So particularly if it's a thigh bone, people say, as long as I'm laying down, it feels great. As soon as I get up and walk... It hurts, and the more I walk, the more it hurts. And it's difficult, they're saying it's different than a muscle soreness. Yeah, I, it's true. I ask patients all the time when I'm trying to distinguish what's going on, I'll say, do, does it feel like it's in the muscle or in the bone? And I'll say maybe half the time people can give me a really sharp, definite answer, and they'll say, no, it's for sure the bone, or no, for sure it's the muscle. And then I think just as uh, reliable a patient kind of personality I think they can just say, I have no idea. I really, really, really can't tell. So I don't think there's a, a definite answer. Well, there had to have been some screening process for them even to get before you for even to ask that question. So I guess what would be the pathway to get in front of you? So I see people with two things. Either they had a problem and someone got an X-ray or a CT or an MRI. And the other is what we call an incidental finding. So um, maybe someone has a CT scan or an X-ray for unrelated reasons, and on the X-ray they see something that's not normal. And the vast majority of those, those are benign. Mm -hmm. But I've had more than a few cases where people have what they think is a work-related injury, for example, recently, and they got a test and there was something that shouldn't have been there that did prove to be a sarcoma. So when someone hears the word cancer, um, that's certainly a scary thing to hear. What do you tell them? How how bad is it? Uh, so um, those are the questions people ask inappropriately. So on the first visit, the first time, um, if I see something and I pretty much know for sure it's bad, um, before I say anything, I try and develop a relationship, understand their personality, my personality, get a little bit of an idea of what are they looking for. Some people, just the facts, ma'am. You know, the the old uh, dragnet show, <laughs> you know, with Joe Friday. Joe Friday. And just, just the facts. Give it to me. Other people need it a little slower, a little more um, aside from the facts. Tell me how this is going to make me feel. Um, understand what I'm feeling not just about what I know. And then I tell people, I will always tell them the truth and I'll never lie to them. 
said, I'll tell them what I think, what I know, and what I don't know. And yeah, then I think that what I don't know is also so valuable that sometimes is left out of a lot of conversations. Yeah, and I'll tell them, I think this is something bad, but we need to prove it. And that lends us into or leads us into the discussion about sort of what the next steps are. And then I try and keep it just on a very easy-to-understand basis. I have patients record the conversations on their cell phones so they can share it with family members. I'll also... Uh, That's really a good idea. Yeah, it's funny because when I started doing it years ago, I've been doing it for years, people would be like, people would sometimes feel that I was insulting their intelligence, you know? <laughs> and I always say, listen, I like cars, but when I go to get my car fixed, I listen to them, I repeat it back to prove I'm listening. And then, you know, two hours later, a friend asked me, so what did they say? And I go, I don't know, my car's broken. Yeah. <laughs> it's $700, that's what they said. <laughs> that's right, that's exactly right. <laughs> One of the things we haven't really said yet is that you have a, a cancer in your bone. I mean, obviously, this is serious, but what are we talking about in terms of, sorry, uh, the lethality of it? Yeah, so, um, you know, the three most common bone cancers um, that start in bone that are sarcomas are osteosarcoma, which typically affect adolescent and young adults, but then there's another group that are, you know, the much later in life, over 70. Um, there's chondrosarcomas, which typically is the 50 and over group. And then there's Ewing sarcoma, which again is mostly a pediatric and young adult cancer. And all three of those are potentially life-threatening with survival rates between 50 and 85%. Wow. So in the course of treatment varies from what to what? So um, with the two pediatric and young adult cancers, the Ewing's and osteosarcoma, um, those patients are treated with chemotherapy, surgery. In the case of Ewing, sometimes radiation is involved, and chondrosarcoma typically treated with surgery alone. What's changed dramatically is, you know, in the old days, which isn't that old ago, <laughs> depending on your age, you know, everyone was treated with an amputation. And nowadays, the vast majority of people who have cancers that start in bone or sarcomas are treated with limb-sparing surgeries. So we have the ability to replace bones, to move muscles, to cover tissue, um, and to avoid doing amputations. What's coming down the road? How, where, where, where are we now? You know, some of my cancer doc friends have said, look, we're on the cusp of some really good things happening, but that's not for every cancer. So in, in your case, in what you see, what is coming down the pike? Yeah, you know, as a surgeon, you know, we always we, we get probably more glory and focus and attention than we deserve because I always say it's the medical oncologists who are saving lives and that as surgeons we save limbs. Um, in some of the other cancers, particularly lung cancer and breast cancer and some colon cancers and other cancers, We've made, and the hematologic malignancies, there have been huge advances and improvement in survival. Um, the chemotherapy for the bone cancers has not changed dramatically in the last 30 years. Mm. We've refined a couple little things here and there, and we're certainly looking at some other targeted therapies or using some of the drugs that have been used in the other cancers, but not the home run that we've seen for things like melanoma, and for lung cancer. So why is that? 
Um, of course, you can answer that. <laughs> yeah, if I could. You know, what, what's interesting is we're finding out that there's more in common with cancers across different cancer cell lines. So there might be more in common with lung, one lung cancer and a melanoma than one lung cancer and another lung cancer. With the sarcomas, we're finding that there's not a lot of overlap, that some of the things that drive the cancers in the other typical carcinomas, the cancers that you know we've talked about, lung and breast and thyroid and things like that, or brain cancers, aren't the same drivers for the cancers that begin in bone. And then I know with some uh, cancers, there you know there's a lot of basic research going on to try to do it. In in your area, is that happening? Yeah, it sure has. Um, within the organization and on the national level, the organization, the Musculoskeletal Tumor Society is funding great research, and there are also bigger grants from the sarcoma organizations. Outstanding. So um, um, there is screening for, or can you talk about risk factors? So not so much for the bone cancers other than some genetic (laughs) factors and some genetic cancer lines. So Lee-Fermeni is a predisposition to certain kinds of cancers, and one of the cancers that are included in Lee-Fermeni syndrome, including colon cancers and other cancers, is sarcomas. And then Lynch syndrome is another kind of cancer that has an association with, um, with sarcomas. So the idea of um, healthy lifestyle, you know, that every doctor wants to have us be a part of anyway, it's not like there, there's in bone cancer any discriminating between the athlete and someone who it, it looks unhealthy even. No. no, and actually the ones that get the most publicity are people who are athletes um, because, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a compelling story. Right. And so you do see, if you look up osteosarcoma, you'll find stories of people who were college football players and people who were, you know, pretty well known. The most famous guy in all of Canada is a guy, is Terry Fox, mm-hmm. who, again, depending on how old you are, he was one of the most recognized names in all of Canada, including all the hockey players. Right. And he was someone who developed an osteosarcoma, was treated with an amputation, and then tried to bring some recognition to this otherwise underreported or underrepresented cancer with low numbers. So what do you want to leave people with in terms of uh, how soon they should seek out uh, someone like yourself if they have any feeling or indication that they may have bone cancer? Yeah, so I think the orthopedic oncologists are generally a group of people are very happy to help out. And, you know, there aren't a lot of us. We're spread out pretty widely. And so, again, telehealth is an option. And also I get calls very frequently from somebody to say, hey, can you go into the system and look at some x-rays or a CT or an MRI and tell me, is this someone who needs to see you or not? So um, it's pretty common. Right. But in some in some uh, areas, speed is really important. Is, is that the case with this? Yeah, it sure is. Um, we know that time is not your friend <laughs> as you wait, because most of these, are, you know, these bone cancers are all what we call high grade. High grade is a predictor of biologic aggressiveness. And so they're biologically aggressive and grow quickly. 
So we've been talking with Dr. Albert Abulafia, the MedStar Health Cancer Network. Dr. Abulafia, thank you for your expertise here and on MedStar Health Doc Talk. For more information on bone cancer, visit medstarcancer.org or call 443-777-BONE. To say that a different way, it's 443-777-2663. 